Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with part two of what we started last week. We're in the book of Mark, chapter 4, verses 1 through 20. And this is the parable of the soils, where Jesus described the different kinds of hearts that hear the gospel. What do those different hearts do with the gospel once they hear it? We'll find out as you listen along this week. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, The Soils, Part 2. Now, even in the presence of Jesus, mind you, like I just showed you, there were many who turned back when things got difficult to grasp or when things got costly to obey. They proved that their apparent faith was not the saving faith of genuine commitment. Do you realize how relevant this is today? We have a huge problem in the world of modern evangelism. There are um, people who are very skilled at putting on uh, crusades, doing uh, well-crafted invitations. I have been taught how to do powerful gospel invitations. I had preachers tell me, you've got to learn to, you've got to, learn to draw the net, son. You've got to bring him the harvest. How? Well, let's sing Just As I Am, verse 49, for the 15th time. I just know that God is speaking to some heart here. Well, of course He is. And so you keep naming sins until you, you hit one that somebody hasn't confessed in the last week. And finally, just to end the service, they'll come forward. Okay, that's snarky. All right? I, I, I agree. If you were saved in a mass crusade and you walked down from, you know, level 4, aisle 67, all the way down to, to, to meet the counselor and, and give your heart to Christ, hallelujah, you're good soil. If, if you come to Christ that way. But when we present the gospel and we invite people to believe, we have to make sure the focus is on who God is. And the focus is on what sin is. And the focus is on what Christ has done. I had a guy come and um, make a presentation to me. A number of years ago, he wanted, to start a, he wanted to start a new ministry, and he said, we've, we've gone down to the mall, and we would uh, show people things, uh, an image, and say, what's the motto that goes with this? You show them a swoosh, and they'd say, just do it. And we said, what, kind of, what, what company is that? Well, that's Nike. Okay, you, you show them a a crown in the right colors and, uh, and, and a picture of a hamburger, and you say, have it your way. Where's, where, where's that from? Well, that's from, that's from Burger King. By the way, I know how to order a hamburger customized in Russian at Burger King. 
I can't eat anywhere else on my own, but I, I've got that one nailed down, okay? And, and so he says, then you, see, you show people the cross and you say, what's the gospel? And they say, I don't know. And they say, you see, the problem is we don't market the gospel as effectively as the world markets its stuff. Well, that's not the point. People don't believe not because we don't market well enough. That's not the point. Never has been. Never invite someone to believe the gospel on the terms of, are you feeling bad? Come to Jesus. Have you been hurt? Well, come to Jesus. Do you want to feel better? Well, come to Jesus. What are you looking for in life? Come to Jesus. Are you unfulfilled? Come to Jesus. Whatever is bothering you, Jesus can make it better. What kind of an idiot's not going to respond to that? I, well, I, I'm, I'm feeling bad and I don't enjoy that. How do I get better? How, how do we make it better? Look, is it better to come to Jesus? And find contentment in this life? Oh, yeah. Can Jesus heal the, the, the wounds that have been inflicted upon you where there's, where there's no forgiveness and there's ongoing abusive things? Of course He can do that. But the gospel is about God. He is the Creator, and He is your judge. And you are alienated from Him by your sin. That's what separates you from God. And you cannot bridge that gap. You cannot atone for sin. You cannot achieve forgiveness. You cannot make yourself righteous. As a matter of fact, let me say this. You can't come to Jesus on your own. No one comes to the Father except the Son draws Him, right? You have to come on His terms, the work of His Spirit. So preach the gospel and invite people to believe. I mean, 2 Corinthians 5.20 is not subtle. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. That's not subtle. But it's be reconciled to God. Then comes the work that He might do in your heart, the nurturing that He might do to make things better for you, but not just to feel better in this world. You look over at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The great chapter on resurrection starts out with the gospel. Paul says this, Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you. This is the apostolic gospel. Which you also received, in which also you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. So he's acknowledging some people could have a vain form of faith, an empty form of faith. But he says, if you hold fast to this, the word, that's the seed that I've scattered to you. For he goes on to say, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures and that He was buried and that He was raised on the third day according to Scriptures. So Jesus is telling us that in this mystery form of the kingdom, 
as we scatter the seed, understand, there will be false conversions. It was true for him. It's been true for every other generation that proclaims the message. But it's criminal for us to preach a deficient pseudo-gospel that aids and abets false conversions. There are going to be false conversions to the true gospel. So don't add to it by preaching a form of the gospel that isn't true. A lot of evangelistic techniques have wrought millions of false converts worldwide. Uh, A lot of people don't like to study this, but um, have you ever seen statistics on the effects of the churches in a city after a crusade comes to town and stays for a, a week or two and thousands of people make professions of faith? Go back and look six months later and there's virtually none to be found. Well, what happened? Well, maybe, just maybe, those are false converts because the gospel was couched in terms that were man-centered rather than God-centered. Some people do indeed become disciples of Jesus Christ. Like I said, don't, you don't have to go correct me if you got saved at a At a crusade, I have no problem with that. I rejoice at that. But that's the exception, not the rule. Oh, and by the way, it isn't only crusade-style revivalist preaching. Now we we don't have to necessarily do the crusade out there at at the stadium. Now churches are doing this. It's the pervasive, upside-down, seeker-sensitive mindset that has come into the, the church made popular and well-known through people like Bill Hybels and Rick Warren and the, the granddaddy of them all in this past generation was uh, Robert Schuller. That dominates the vast majority of churches planted in this country in the last 30 years. And pastors are not now taught how to reach the unchurched. There's a big problem with that. Nobody is going to hell because of being unchurched. They're unsaved. They're lost. They need to be found. And if the goal is, let's craft a message designed to get as many people into the church, regardless of what they believe, and then we'll church them. No. They need to be saved. They need the gospel. We're going the wrong way in that regard. And we're doing a lot of cultivating in the... uh, least responsive or the least lasting soils. Soil number three, the preoccupied heart. Verses 18 and 19. And others are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns, but the worries of the world, that's literally anxiety over the things of this age, the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. This is the dirty soil. This is the soil that is infested with thorn seeds already in it. This is the kind of heart that responds initially to the Word of God, but it gets choked out by other concerns that the person deems more important. And we're playing right into the hands of false conversions in this realm too. 
We have this consumer mentality of shopping around for the latest thing. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.